Welcome back to the Millennial Mennonite Podcast. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Ron. And this is episode four. Hey, Ron, how was your day? It was a really good day. I This morning on my way to work, I was stuck at the train track for 20 minutes and it made me late for work oh wow yeah and so i was stressing a little bit because i don't like to be late for work i leave intentionally so that i can be like 10 minutes early and i'm generally one of the first people there and i just like to settle in before everybody else gets there so as i was waiting for the train and fighting falling asleep while i waited for the train because i waited 20 minutes i think it was broke down or something okay but as i'm sitting there waiting I was just thinking about the time of the year that it is like, this is the last week of August. Yeah. And I, I got into work and that was kind of on my mind and that you've got football around the corner and you've got fall around the corner. And then I thought about it, like, I was so happy. I like fall. I don't like winter. So mm-hmm. I kind of give fall one negative mark because it's followed by winter. <laughs> yeah. um, I, so I was kind of happy about it. And then I walked into the kitchen at work and I saw the coffee maker and I instantly thought, oh, we're in pumpkin spice season. Almost. Almost. <laughs> and I was like, man, pumpkin spice. Like, I don't even get pumpkin spice. But my wife, this time of year, like, mm-hmm. my whole house turns into a pumpkin. I yeah. feel like I'm Cinderella yep. riding to the ball, you know, in this giant pumpkin of a yep. house. And she does a great job with it. She makes it look good and everything. But there are literally pumpkins that will start appearing all over my house. Anyway, that was that was a little bit of, of my day. But I'm also, I do enjoy the time of the year when there's like local events and Monticello here has the, the deer festival that mm-hmm. comes up. Now that's yeah. in November, so it's right. a little ways away. But the air is so crisp and there's so much going on and it's so much fun. So I'm excited about the season. Yeah, I'm, I am a big fan of fall too, if for no other reason that I have allergy issues. So spring <laughs> is not my friend. So the one season that i do like in the year is fall i don't mind summer um, but i don't like the heat too well but i actually like the fall stuff too i like pumpkin stuff and uh jenny my wife is the same way as as dorcas um she uh she has pumpkin stuff everywhere wreaths hanging everywhere and house smells like a pumpkin pie and i'm okay with that actually (laughs) (laughs) i actually like the smell of a pumpkin pie i think that this year i'm a little bit more worried about fall because um, obviously, as you know, and, and maybe some of our listeners do, but uh, my wife and I and our family are, are moving to West Virginia this fall, mm-hmm. and their winters are just brutal, and right. I am so, so dreading that. So, But I do love, like, I love the fall. I like the things that you said. The pumpkin spice I could live without, but I like the smell of pumpkin in the house, and I also <laughs> like that the kids are going back to school. Like, that's an exciting time. Right. Not so much to have them out of the house, but it's just, like, to see them back, and it's mm-hmm. kind of almost a season of growth and education and mm-hmm. you you get to see that start again mm-hmm. so it's really cool yeah and i agree with you and by the way it's okay to admit that you want the kids out of the house and back <laughs> to school <laughs> well honestly there's there's a piece of me i'll admit that doesn't mind seeing them go their way and uh god bless the teachers that get to deal with them <laughs> So I think today, Dwayne, for the main segment of, of our episode, let's talk about just a little bit more about this subject of introvert and extrovert. And we're just going to close it out because yeah. I think I think I'm ready to be done talking about it. But yeah. it's been fun. I, th- I think so, too. And I'm thinking the uh, listeners are ready to move on to another subject. So 
we'll wrap up this topic um, in this episode. And um, yeah, I think we got some questions to answer and things like that. So yeah, should be fun. In the meantime, though, uh, let's go on to, oh, that was random. So, Ron, do you know what shower thoughts are? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, shower thoughts are those random thoughts that you have in the shower that may be funny. They may be like eye-opening. They may be things that you've forgotten before or something like that. I right. actually have I have a feed concatenator that, that gathers a lot of stuff that, that I'm interested in and just kind of sits it in front of me mm-hmm. um, that I can review whenever I want. And one of the things that comes in there are things that are listed as shower thoughts. Okay. And so I think... I know, I know I've kind of put together a list here of some shower thoughts and, and maybe you have some as yeah. well. Maybe it'd be fun just to, just to share some of these with, with everybody. So I'll let you go first. What do you have over there? Okay. So first one I have is whomever flew the first hang glider off of a cliff must have been very confident in their design. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mine is you never realize how fast you walk until you get behind someone you don't want to talk to. And must slow down to avoid them. Now that is a very true statement. I do agree with that. To be a true vegan, you can't use fossil fuels. What? What? <laughs> oh, yeah, that takes a second. Yes, that's uh, that's funny. Most people are okay with owning a cat to solve a mouse problem, but not a spider to solve a bug problem. <laughs> That's very true because I put bugs and spiders in the same category. What? <laughs> Sweet little spiders just trying to clean your house up for you. <laughs> you are now consciously breathing. Oh, yeah. Now I am. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. Yeah, now I can think of nothing but the fact that I'm breathing. Lovely. The average human has two arms, but the average number of arms per person is less than two. Okay, let me think about that. The average person has two arms. But the average number of arms per person is less than okay. two. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a minute. Every type of musical instrument is scary if it's played during the night. Wow. That might be true. I'd have to I'd have to think about that. Well, I, it could be true, but I would have to disagree with if I heard somebody playing a tuba at night, I don't think I'd find it scary as much as bomp, just funny. Bomp, <laughs> bomp. That's funny. An underrated perk of being an adult is you no longer outgrow your clothes. Well, that's partially true. You don't you don't <laughs> vertically outgrow you your don't clothes. Vertically, but you, you will struggle to not horizontally outgrow your clothes. Oh man. Past that thirty mark and the metabolism starts kicking yeah. off a little bit. And oh yeah. It sure does. Mowing the lawn is basically shaving the earth. (laughs) Time for your whisker cut. (laughs) Accidentally liking someone's post while snooping through their profile is the digital equivalent of stepping on a twig while sneaking through the forest. (laughs) You know, that is true. And I have accidentally liked things on Facebook quite a bit. And it's... You know, if it's somebody that you have no business being on their page, it can be quite embarrassing. Or if you're looking back through their pictures and like not paying much attention, you're like, oh, that's a good picture. I would like that. And so you click the like button and then you look at the tag and it's like four years old or something. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, they know I'm snooping now. What kind of stalker am I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fun. 
And now with those shower thoughts in your head, we're going to move to what in the world is going on? Hey, Dwayne, how long have you been married? Um, I probably shouldn't pause on this question, right? Right. Uh, we've been married about six years. Nice. I've been married 17, and, and I heard something this morning that reminded me of, of my wedding, and I remember kind of the stress of going through a wedding, but I heard a story this morning of probably the biggest bridezilla that ever, ever heard. And I've got to share it with you. Oh, wow. I think you're going to love this. So there was this lady that she and her, her fiance were getting married and she wanted this dream wedding. So she and her fiance had saved $15,000, mm-hmm. but they had, they looked at two different locations that they were considering getting married and they were trying to decide on which one, and they probably made their first mistake by going to a psychic, and the psychic told them to go with the most expensive option, okay. which cost $60,000. Oh, wow. They had only saved 15000 <laughs> So the next, her next move was to get her guests to fund her wedding for her. She asked her guests for $1,500 per guest oh, my to goodness. attend the wedding. So, and, and here's the beautiful part because this is written out. She wrote the story like as if she had reason to be upset and disappointed. So I'm going to read this a little bit like through here and then we'll kind of comment as we go. I'm breaking into her story. She says, I specifically, I mean specifically asked for cash gifts. How could we have our wedding that we dreamed of without proper funding? We'd sacrifice so much and only asked each guest for around (laughs) $1,500. Just, I can't. We talked to a few people who even promised us more to make our dream come true. My my maid of honor pledged $5,000 along with her planning services. We tearfully thanked her and accepted. (laughs) So our request for $1,500 for all of our guests was not out of the ordinary. (laughs) I mean, Dwayne, how many weddings have you attended that they've asked for $1,500? Yeah, usually it's only around $500. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because the food's totally that good. Right. She goes on to say, like, we made it clear, if you can't contribute, you weren't invited to our exclusive wedding. It's a once-in-a-lifetime party. So she goes on to say that they sent out RSVPs and only eight people replied and sent us a check. <laughs> we were livid. How is this supposed to happen without a little help from our friends? Suddenly, More people backed out, including the maid of honor, my best friend since childhood, my second family. (laughs) I was so shocked and tearful. To make matters worse, it was only a month before the wedding. To cancel everything would have been more than $5,000. Desperately, we resent our invites and asked people to donate what they could. I mean, seriously, people, what is $1,000? What is $1,500? Clearly not a lot. It would be quite manageable and within budget. I've heard of people asking for worse. <laughs> I love, I gotta pause this. I just love how she says, what is $1,000 or $1,500? Yet they can't fund their own yeah, wedding. Yeah, exactly. 
So she goes on to say, we also set up a GoFundMe that only got us $250. (laughs) No shocker there. (laughs) At this point, we were exhausted, tired. Then it got worse. My ex came into the room and offered to get a Vegas wedding done. I laughed in his face, but he was dead serious. I reached out to my maid of honor and cried my eyes out. Instead of sympathy, I was told that I was asking way too much and I should stick to my budget. I mean, no words can describe. How could someone who offered me thousands of dollars then deny me my promised money and tell me to shift down my budget? She knows my dream was a blowout wedding. I just wanted to be a Kardashian for a day and then live my life like normal. Wow. I'm exhausted. I'm bone tired. My heart is not the same. It's stone cold, fragmented, empty. (laughs) I need to get away from this awful society. How hard would it have been to donate, friends? Do I matter to you? Just give me money for my wedding. I won't even sugarcoat. I won't even pretend that's not what I wanted. It was for a dream. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you because I found it hilarious. Like, I don't even understand how a person could be wired that way. Yeah, I don't even I don't even really know what to say about that. It almost seems so over the top as to not actually be serious, like it's almost I like know. it seems like somebody just like looked, made up a story. Yeah, exactly. But if that is a true thing, that is one very self-centered individual and I feel really sorry for her. Well, apparently like I, I did a little research on apparently it is true, like true enough that she actually deleted the post because she got so much negative attention and people that actually knew her were commenting oh, on the okay. situation. So uh-huh. she had actually asked for $1500 for a standard attendance to her. She basically played it out like it was an event, like, you know, like a concert or something that you were paying this big money to right. go to. Right. It's like, wow, now you want people to fund your own wedding so that you can have a, as she says, a Kardashian wedding or whatever. That, Yeah, that that is ridiculous. Absolutely. So anyway, that was fun. I just wanted to, wanted to tell you that story because I found it quite amusing when I heard it today. That definitely was. Hey, you know how on the radio, Dwayne, when you hear those car ads at the very end, they have like the really, really fast, they start talking really quickly, right. like, you know, tax and title optional or, ta- or tax and title additional or however, right. you know, yeah. talk about APRs and yeah. all that stuff, the stuff that you never can totally hear. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what they call their disclaimer. And I thought that maybe we should give a disclaimer to our last couple episodes when we were talking about extrovert and introvert. Mm-hmm. Because we've got some questions, and I think you're going to talk a little bit about some of the questions that we've got later on. But obviously, everybody is different. And so when we're talking about ourselves and when we're talking about our personalities and being extroverted and introverted, I think that it was a fun way for our listeners to get to know us. But obviously, these things don't apply to everyone. Right. Yeah. And we do want to put out that disclaimer, as you said that the uh, things we stated in those episodes was about us personally and our views of extroverts and introverts, but that are they aren't necessarily true across the board. Right. Um, I am not at all a type A extrovert. And I think a surprising amount of extroverts are kind of type A. I think that often can go along with it, although it's mm-hmm. not always a thing. But for type A's, there are probably a lot of things that I said that they wouldn't associate with. Right. Um, in fact, 
uh, there's uh, someone contacted me just this week that was listening to the podcast and was discussing some differences. And it was a fun discussion. I really enjoyed the back and forth and, uh-huh. and getting to see some of the differences. And so I think that especially, you know, as, as extroverts, that I'm a very strongly extroverted person, but I'm not a type A extrovert, which often type A's come a- across as a more strong personality because right. they're more in your face with right. it a little bit. And um, and also they tend to be maybe a bit more aggressive. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but they push more towards leadership roles. They're naturally inclined that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good thing where I, I, as I stated in the last episode, I'm happy to you know sit back and let someone else lead. I'm just as comfortable being a part of the team. Sure. Yeah. And as far as our episode on um, introverts, um, there was some things, you know, that I would have said about myself that aren't necessarily true across the board. Kind of like extroverts, people commonly think of them as natural born leaders, like you were saying. Right. People tend to think of introverts as just these backwards, you know, just don't want to go out of the house, <laughs> stay in the corner type of people. Not all of them are like that. So, you know, we're not experts on this subject. We just enjoy discussing it. And Hold you, it. So, so Dwayne, you're saying you're not a hermit? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not a hermit. I don't think so anyway. <laughs> But no, you're right. We're not experts on this subject. Neither of us are. And it's something that that probably both of us have done some studying into. But we are certainly not subject matter experts. Hopefully you all know that this was just some fun that we had talking about who we are. And hopefully you enjoy getting to know us a bit. Yeah. So we want to um, close this discussion out. And like we mentioned earlier, we have some questions um, that were asked on Facebook. So we want to share them with you now. And I will ask the questions and Um, then we will discuss them. Cool. So the first question we got was, do godly extroverted people with a heart for others often feel compelled to talk to make introverts feel comfortable, even knowing it may make themselves look foolish? That, I, I enjoy that question. And I read it on Facebook. And as soon as I read it on Facebook, I was excited about having an opportunity to talk about it because Mm -hmm. I think that that is a mistake that often extroverts do make. Right. Um, I think that extroverts enjoy inputting. And sometimes, not only do they enjoy inputting, but sometimes they feel the need to input. And so because of that, sometimes this question was worded in a way that says, do, do godly extroverted people with a heart for others? So it's worded in a way that they're looking out for others or, or do they have a heart for others and that's the reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be the case. I know there have been times where I have felt the need to input. Like I felt like to help this person out, I need to say things. Mm-hmm. And it's an important lesson for extroverts to learn and it's been a very tough thing for me to learn something that i probably still do not do nearly as well as i should but to learn that silence is golden you know that there are times especially for an introverted person where they like company but sometimes silent company is the best company to have Mm -hmm. so the last part of this question says even knowing it may make themselves look foolish do you find that to be true Actually, Dwayne, for me, that is very true. I would I would often prefer to make a fool of myself or make a self-depreciating joke or just pick on myself um, to try to make others feel comfortable around me. The problem is, is that sometimes I default to that so much that I'm maybe doing something that's self-depreciating, thinking that it's helpful, when mm-hmm. the very best thing to do to really help would just be to be quiet 
or wait and listen because extroverts by nature are not great listeners. They're great talkers. Right. So the next question that we have is kind of along the same lines as the first or follows up with the first question. And that is, is there a way to make extroverts understand there is nothing wrong with introverts that needs to be corrected? Differences are beautiful. <laughs> differences are beautiful. Are really all differences beautiful? Like, I feel like you should ask an albino zebra that question and see how beautiful they think differences You think they might are. stand out a little too much? <laughs> you know, I, it's a good point, though. Differences are are actually beautiful, and and they should be treated that way. I just find it funny because I think to a certain extent, sometimes we can it, differences can be so extreme that they can right. stop being beautiful, yeah. right? But but I get the point that's being made here by the question, and there's it's exactly right. It's difficult for a person that that doesn't understand the difference between themselves and other people around them. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't studied any of any of this stuff, or, or you you haven't studied into people as a whole, not really extroverts and introverts, but just learning about other people. It's difficult to understand that people can see things in a different way than you would see them. Right. You know, we grow up as children, we see things through our eyes, and we assume that everyone else sees things the exact same way that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to break our heads of that habit. I'm afraid that sometimes we can, especially as extroverts, as strong-willed extroverts, that we can just say, you're broken or you're wrong. And that's, that, that is sad. I, I hope that I hope that doesn't happen too often. And especially for really introverted people, a lot of extroverts view that as a weakness or as being broken. And you commented just earlier in this segment about it not being a weakness. And and I completely agree with that. It's not a weakness. It's a beautiful thing. And introverts add something to the character of, of groups, to something to teams, to something to churches or, or whatever it is that has to be there. It's a mm-hmm. critical part. And so I love I love introverts and, and what they add. And there's an important lesson here for introverts and extroverts, and that is the idea of prejudging people just based on their their personality. Everybody has a tendency to do that. You read a news story, you're automatically judging one part of the party or the other even without knowing full information um, or you hear right you hear a story about somebody in your church whatever it is your tendency is to automatically start judging that person without getting both sides of the story that's exactly right that's exactly right and just to the final part of that question the differences are beautiful i, I just that's so such a perfect point you know go ahead and be your albino zebra i think that that's that that's beautiful and don't try to paint the stripes on let yourself be who God designed you to be and allow others to gain an appreciation for you. And if they don't or if they refuse to, then I think more often than not, it's really their loss. Right. And with that, let's finish up this segment. Let's finish up this talk about extroverts and introverts. I hope all of you listeners feel like you know us better now. Um, and we are we're excited for all of y'all listening. So thank you for tuning in today. Thanks for joining us once again. And on our next episode, we're going to be stepping away from this subject matter and we'll be trying some new things out. But for now, we would like to leave you with these verses from Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. It says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness.